Hey there, and welcome to the First Missionary Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We're honored you've chosen to join us today. In a few moments, Senior Pastor Alan Miller will launch into this week's teaching. Before that, though, we'd like to encourage you to also check out our website, firstmissionary.net, where you can find out more about what the Lord is doing in our local body and how you can get involved. Now here's Alan with this week's teaching. Glad that you're here today. Another Sunday of, I guess you could say, Couch Church, if you want to call it that. Uh, but wow, we've been here uh, doing this for three weeks in a row now. And again, just so you guys can see what we've walked into this morning, there's just a, a handful of people here who are here on campus today. Uh, got some folks out to do some safety and security, just uh, being there. If anybody were to come up, uh, uh, just having a presence there to pray with us this morning. Again, we are practicing uh, social distancing. Cody, I'm glad that you're here. Are you doing okay this morning? Very good. Very good. Great, great. Yeah, glad you're here, brother. And uh, we're excited about uh, live streaming our service again today. So right now is the time uh, for you to kind of log in there. And uh, let's take a few minutes just to do a virtual meet and greet. Uh, go online and find our Facebook page. Uh, you still have time to, to like and to share this post uh, with folks today. And then once you go on there, find our live stream and let people know that we're here. I'm looking for it right now. And let's see if we can pull it up right there. All right. If you do, if you are finding that the link does not work, do a search or First Missionary Baptist Church, if the link does not work today. So make sure that we're up and going. I want to make sure we, you have that, we good? Yep. Brother Steve, are we good out there? You got it going? Okay, great. We're going to log in, let everybody know that we're here. Uh, say hi to some folks today. Let them know, know that you're glad to see them. It's always great to see the likes and the hearts and all of that go up as people begin to log on. Uh, I think hospitality's there again today to to, to say hi to people, and also our prayer counselors are available again this morning for you. Uh, if you just want a, a word of encouragement and prayer, if there's something on your heart today, uh, then please dial the number 527, area code 270-527-7615, and a prayer counselor is standing by. And let me just encourage some folks to do something today. Uh, I wish some of you would go ahead and just call that number, 270 527-7615, and when a prayer counselor answers, just say, hey, listen, let's just pray for the service right now. Let's just together, come together in prayer over the telephone and pray for this service right now. So call that number, 270-527-7615, and say, listen, I'm so glad that you're serving as a prayer counselor. Let's just pray for the service right now. Pray for Cody as he leads us in worship. Uh, pray for Brother Allen as he tries to discern the Spirit today and what God is trying to speak to us and all those who are, are viewing this morning. But also, let's pray for one another and let's pray for, gosh, to continue to pray for our, our world and our country. Pray for our president, pray for our governor, uh, pray for our school systems and our families and pray for our workers and our businesses. You know, this is an incredible time of great uncertainty and we just were wanting to, uh, to share hope and love during this time. So uh, don't forget to, to pray for uh, all of our leaders and all the things that are going on today. And another thing that's been on my heart, even just kind of came to my mind this morning, 
is to pray for our missionaries who are serving all around the world today. Uh, so pray for them. It's also in my heart today, uh, Cody, to pray for our healthcare workers. I can't imagine being in New York City today and being a healthcare worker there, uh, Louisiana, other places, California, Washington, other places that are being hit really, really hard right now. So let's please lift up and let's encourage our healthcare workers, our doctors, our nurses. Let's pray for all of them that they would feel the love, that they would feel the support uh, of the body of Christ during this time. So let's just enter into a time of prayer right now. And then we're going to turn uh, our time over to Cody. And we've got some exciting things uh, that we're going to share with you today. So let's, let's pray. Father God, Lord, we just come to you in the name of Jesus. And we thank you uh, for your goodness and for your grace. Father, during this time of uncertainty, I pray that you would give us the certainty of your love and of your hope. I pray, Father, that we would just encourage people. I pray that we would... Uh, lift people up in prayer, uh, that we would text, that we would call, that we would send cards, that we would email, that we'd use all the means that we can, Father, to show people your love and your grace during this time. And Father, as we come together as a body this morning uh, to worship you uh, over this through this live stream experience, I pray, God, that your spirit would fall uh, in our midst, Lord, in such a way that we would just know that you're here, that we would feel that you're here, God. Uh, Lord, that the words that we share today would be inspirational, would be an encouragement, Lord. And Father, we would all just in our room, in our living rooms or our rooms or wherever we may be, God, I pray that we would all just have the freedom to worship you and to glorify you. Father, we want to even want to begin to try to do this uh, without your, your, your power, uh, without your guidance, Lord. So, Lord, we are just absolutely dependent upon you during this time. Uh, we give this time to you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Cody, I know uh, you shared with me just a few moments ago that there's a song that we sang a few months ago where we introduced a little while back that was a great encouragement to you. I'm going to let you intro that song this morning. Then we'll go right into worship, folks. Absolutely. So again, we're so glad that you're here with us virtually. Uh, those that are here, the very few that are here today, we're glad you're here with us too. Um, and as Alan mentioned, we have introduced a song several, several months ago um, that now is really, it's, I think it's bringing new life to some, some folks in the situation that we're all in right now. The song is called Living Hope. And the whole premise of the song is that Christ is our eternal hope um, and that he is for life and against disease and against illness and sickness and death and all kinds of things like that. So this morning, we want to invite you, as Alan already has, to, uh, to sing out that Jesus Christ is our living hope this morning as we maintain that internal perspective from your living rooms, even now. So join with us this morning. How great the chasm that lay between us How high the mountain I could not climb In desperation I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, the end is written. In Jesus Christ, 
continue to sing with us this morning in your homes, church.
How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. And when I think God his Son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in that on the cross my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Then sings my soul, my Savior, God, to thee, how great thou art. How great thou art, then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great you are, how great thou art. When Christ shall come. With shout of acclamation and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart? Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim, My God, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art, how great you are, how great thou I've been thinking about this this week at home, and wow, what a reunion day we're going to have one of these days. <laughs> you know, we think about that glad reunion day that we're going to have one of these days in heaven, but my goodness, we're going to have a glad reunion day right here, one of these days when this old ugly virus is out of here, and we get to worship together, all of us here. I just can imagine, Brother Allen, that this place is going to be cram-packed because folks are eager, they are ready to be back. I, I know I'm working every day, but I know for a lot of folks, you're having to work from your homes. You know, that's good for a day or two, <laughs> but it gets old, doesn't it? And you want to be, we want to fellowship with one another. So I miss that so much here. Alan said something about this, kind of poking fun at me. I think, no, he didn't. A couple weeks ago about Steve Smith 
can't hug. And, and, and that's what I am. I'm a huggy-feely type of person. And you know me. You know that. And I'm missing that. I want to see you. I want to give you, I'll give you the biggest hug you've ever had when we're able to get back here together. But that's just been on my heart this week. Wow. What a good time together this morning. Worship. Singing these songs. And, you know, God is in control, folks. He is in control. He's never been out of control. He's still in control. And we gather this time each morning and time to take our offering this place. And we're having to do that different also. We're having to do everything different. So as we shared with you last week, you know, our hearts here are for our folks who may be struggling financially through all this time. I know a lot of folks have had to been laid off on their jobs. So our heart is to reach out to those folks. And we make that available. Uh, we showed you last week a graphic, three ways you can go online. Of course, give to our general fund, give to our building fund, but most of all, and I said this last week, maybe most important, is our a deacon benevolent offering. And my God has already blessed that this week. He has blessed that so much this week in, in gifts that folks have given. And if you know of somebody in our body who is struggling, who needs our help, please call one of us. Call the church office. Call me. Call Brother Allen. Call Cheyenne. Call somebody. Let us know of that need. We want to meet that need as if at all possible. So that's our prayer. That's our heart's desire that we all get through this thing. And we will, we will get through this thing. We will get through it. And we're going to come out on the other side victorious, okay? We're going to come out on the other side victorious. So let's just bear with each other. And let's just go Lord in prayer at this time, thanking him for this week that we've had. And as I said last week, if you're still working, if God has... Uh, blessing you uh, if you have extra please see if it's in your heart to give to that benevolent fund because we know there's going to be so many folks who are going to be struggling and going to need our help so please out of your abundance please give to that and God will bless you, you can't out give him folks you can't out give him he's proved it time and time again you can't out give the Lord so let's go Lord in prayer Father we thank you Lord for the day we thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Lord, we do look forward to that great day when all this mess is gone and we get together back here together. And what a glad reunion day it's going to be. And we can hug and we can share and we can just fellowship with our brothers and sisters once again. But now, for now, we have to do it this way. We have to be safe. We have to do it the way we've been mandated to do it. Father, you know that. So, Father, my prayer this morning is that folks would continue to just join in with us and worship in the message. Folks would continue to give. We have a drop box in the lobby that folks can bring during the week and, and put their offering in. They can do that online. And Lord, pray that you would just, uh, as you blessed us last week with benevolent offerings, Lord, pray that you would do that again this week so that we could better minister to the folks who need our help. Father, we trust you. Father, I pray that you be with Brother Allen as he comes now and brings the message to us as you laid upon his heart. What a special day it is, Lord. And we don't take it for granted. We love you, Lord. We lift you up. We praise you. We give you adoration. We give you glory, Lord, because you are so worthy and you so desire. In your precious name we pray and ask you this morning. Amen.
acquainted with our sorrow to trace the debt we owe your suffering for our freedom the Lamb of God in my place your blood poured out my sin erased it was my today, wherever you find yourself, people might think you're weird all around you if you do this, but let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning just because He is so good. He's always worthy of our affection, of, of all the love that we could give to Him, just no matter what we're going through or how times are or what they're looking like. Uh, he's always worthy of our affection and our love because uh, He is in control. And uh, he is Lord of all. And we're just so thankful for that today. And it is really our hope and our prayer that today uh, we'll bring to you a great message of hope and encouragement. Uh, well, today we actually find ourselves, and thank you, Cody, for leading us this morning. We actually find ourselves in transition. Uh, we're transitioning out of a, a message series that really blessed my heart. Uh, the things that God taught us there over the last several weeks and what he showed us from his word and how to really find happiness in life is to, is to give it away. Uh, we're transitioning out of that message series that we entitled One Another. And we are transitioning into a message series that we're entitling uh, Our Easter Hope. Our Easter Hope. So today... Uh, it's going to kind of be like I've got one foot in one another and another foot in our Easter hope. And so uh, over the last couple of days, I've just kind of been uh, sensing the Lord's leadership and his discernment uh, with those directives and that direction in mind. And so uh, you're going to hear more today about one another, but you're going to hear also a lot today about our hope, our Easter hope. And listen to me. If people need anything today, 
they need at least two things. They need to be assured that God loves them. They also need hope. They need the hope that only God can give through knowing Jesus Christ. Again, if people need anything, they need to know that God loves them and there is hope through knowing Jesus Christ. And then we believe that once people have the certainty of God's love, not His wrath or His vengeance or anything like that, but certainty of His love and the hope that comes from knowing Jesus, then we believe that His peace will follow. Uh, Jesus said, I, I have spoken these things to you that you would have that very hope. He said, I've spoken these things to you. That you would have peace. I've spoken these things to you. That you would have encouragement. He said, so that in me, this is in John, so that in me you may have peace. In the world, you have tribulation. In the world, you have problems. But take courage. I have overcome the world. Wow, what an incredible message today. And I want you to think about this, and I want you to please take this another step forward. Our Christ is a living, reigning Savior right now. He is seated at the right hand of Almighty God. God's omnipotent, mighty powerful, sovereign, ruling hand. And today, if you are in Christ, the scriptures tell us that those who are in Christ are seated in Christ at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly places. Which means this, we can not only approach this virus and these financial, uh, financial problems in times of uncertainty, not only can we uh, approach uh, all of that, health concerns, children concerns, school concerns, work concerns, all of, not only can we approach all of that from a platform of victory, but we can approach all of life from a platform of victory and never from a footstool of defeat. Well, today we're going to look at a passage of Scripture in John's Gospel and we're going to talk about God's love. We're going to talk about seeing all of life through the lens of the cross and the resurrection. We're going to talk about what it means to, to be loved. To be loved. And then out of that, to love one another. In John chapter 13, the scripture tells us, John wrote, therefore when... He had gone out. Therefore, when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself. And will glorify him immediately. Little children, I'm, I'm with you a little while longer. This is Christ, right? Right before, right before 
the cross. And that week, little children, I'm with you a little while longer. You will seek me. And as I said to the Jews, now I also say to you, where I'm going, you cannot come. And then he said this in verse 34. A new commandment I give to you. A new commandment I give to you. That you love one another. Even as I have loved you. That you also love one another. And then he said this. By this, all men, all the world, will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. Father, we give you this time to focus upon your love and your grace to focus upon your word that points to the living word Jesus I pray this time would be a great blessing to all those who see and hear today and father we come to you not because of an earned righteousness on our part but father we come to you because of a, a righteousness that's been given to us by grace and Father, today I'm reminded that it's in the righteousness of Christ that I stand. And that we're able to do what we do today. So we trust you to give us the power, to give us the words, Lord. We trust your spirit even now to go uh, through this medium of technology into homes, into workplaces, into lives, and into hearts. And we trust your spirit to do that. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, we are approaching the time of year when we begin to trace the footsteps of Jesus to the cross and to the tomb. It's that time of year when we will begin as a, as a church and for many people to begin to think about what is, what is known as the passion of Christ. Um, next Sunday is Palm Sunday. And for eight days, we will be mindful of the passion of Christ. His, his, his love for the entire world that, that pushed him and drove him uh, to the cross of Calvary. Uh, during those eight days of remembrance and and, and, and trying to sense and to feel what the disciples sensed and felt. And, and all of that that week, uh, the week will come to a climactic conclusion and celebration with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Resurrection Sunday, Easter. But even as we begin to prepare our hearts and minds for that over the next week or so, I don't want us to be like, uh, the little boy who overheard his mom say, Oh my, we're not going to be able to celebrate Easter this year. Now, of course, she meant to celebrate Easter at church, and it's looking very doubtful if, if that could happen. But when the little boy heard his mom say, Oh my, we're not going to be able to celebrate Easter, he shot right back to her and said, Oh no, does that mean that Jesus has been quarantined to the tomb? Well, the reality of it is this. As we anticipate the celebration of the cross and the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus, 
we need to be reminded that it has already happened. That the cross has already happened. And the resurrection has already happened. I think the little boy might have got uh, uh, Easter and Groundhog Day kind of confused. Will Jesus come out or will he not come out? Jesus already died on the cross. Jesus has already been risen from the dead. Jesus has already been declared victor over sin, death, and the grave. And it's absolutely imperative that we see where we are today, our lives, our world, and everything through the lens of the cross and the resurrection. Unfortunately, with some of the things that have been shared or thought or said about what's been going on and, and things that are taking place, you know, is God mad at us? Is he mad at the world? Is he seeking vengeance on the world? Uh, did he send, did he send this terrible virus to, to strike fear in the hearts of people? Is this God's judgment falling on the land? And we want to be very, very careful with this message today. Because I certainly do believe that, that, uh, that we're paying attention to things that we've never paid attention to before. We, we were realizing that we've taken a lot of things for granted that we haven't had over the last couple of weeks. We're uh, cherishing things and we're loving things and, and, and not just things and things that don't matter, but, but really people and the true blessings of God in our lives. God loves us. He loves the whole world. And the whole reason for the Passion Week is that, that Christ's passion was us. The writer of the book of Hebrews said to a group of Hebrew believers who were being persecuted and they were struggling, he said, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God for the joy that was set before him. And you ask the question, what is the joy that was set before him? The better question is this. Who was the joy that was set before him? And the answer is us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And God does not want to see people uh, suffering. Uh, we live on this side of the cross. Uh, we live under a new covenant of grace. We, we, we dare not see the world today as if God was acting under the old covenant or the law way back then when he was dealing uh, with Israel specifically over matters of of their issues and their challenges, but we've got to stand on the fact that the cross of Jesus Christ has happened. And his resurrection has already happened. And he has issued or ushered in a new covenant of grace. God doesn't want to see people suffering or hurting. We're reminded of certain scriptures that say things like this in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. And some will say, well, there you have it. 
God wants all people to come to repentance, and yes, He does. He loves us, but He loves us through a cross. He loves us in spite of our sin. He died for all of our sin. But He doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants all to come to repentance. And some will say, well, there you have it. So He's going to send these horrible things, and and these are going to be acts of vengeance of God and judgment upon people. We need to be reminded today what it is that truly, that truly draws people to Christ. In the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul addressed this. There in the book of Romans, he did talk about the wages of sin. And he said that the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we need to be reminded that Jesus Christ, he paid those wages. For our sin, judgment has already fallen. And it fell on Christ. And then it's, it's actually the goodness of His love. And it's the goodness of His grace that draws people. In Romans chapter 2, the Apostle Paul wrote, he said, Do you think lightly? Do you think lightly? Please don't think lightly. Now is a time to think heavily. Think heavily, not lightly, of the riches of His kindness and tolerance and patience. Not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance. So it'll never be a, a, a great or horrible disease or turbulent times or or pain, or suffering that draws people to Christ. Those things might come upon people in the world. They get their attention. But it'll always be the goodness and the kindness of God through the cross of Jesus and His resurrection that leads people to repentance. If, if, if people genuinely come to Christ through this horrible pandemic, it won't be because they became fearful of God as if He brought this pandemic upon them. It will be because someone shared with them, someone shared with them the love of God in Christ because a broken world brought this pandemic upon them. It'll be because someone shared the love of God. My goodness, when Jesus was with those disciples and he shared with those, them those words and we imagine that scene back again where Judas left the room and he would go out and, and he would betray Jesus and Jesus told those disciples in that upper room and he'd already washed their feet and had, had served them and had loved them. Judas leaves the room and even Jesus, even then and there, Jesus, you know, served Judas and loved Judas even when Jesus knew that Jesus was going, that Judas was going to betray him. And he left that room and he says, you know, now is, is the time. The time is coming that God's going to be glorified in me. And then he told them these very, very special words about how they are to, to love one another. And he prefaced it by saying, guys, I'm, I'm going to give you a new commandment. Verse 34, he said in John 13, a new commandment, a new 
commandment I give to you. This is new. This is brand new. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another. And some of you are saying, well, Jesus has already said that. And by the way, when it comes to loving one another, there are at least 11 references in the New Testament for us to love one another. Uh, there's about three references that are spoken by Christ himself. Um, Paul makes about three references in his writings that we are to love one another. There's one by Peter, and there's about four by the Apostle John. Love one another, love one another, love one another, love one another. And you could say here, Jesus has already told them to love one another. And some of you will think back when, when Jesus was quizzed on, on the greatest commandments that there are, the two great commandments of loving God with everything you have and then loving your neighbor as yourself. But here, notice, Jesus does not say, love your neighbor as yourself. He said, a new commandment I give to you. Love one another, even as I have loved you. It's like he bypasses loving one another as you love yourself. Because then the standard for love, the standard for loving others would be a self-love, a, a self-admiration uh, or appreciation for who God made you to be. Nothing wrong with that. To see yourself as worthy of God's love and His creation made in His own image. Perhaps fallen and broken, but yet in Christ redeemed and, and made holy and, and His child. Oh my goodness, if we could just come to understand as believers today, we in Christ, we are not sinners in the hands of an angry God. We are saints in the arms of a loving God. And that message has to be proclaimed. But the standard is not that I am to love you as I love myself. He says, a new commandment I give to you. Love one another even as I have loved you. That you also love one another. So before you and I can ever, 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 ever begin to truly express and share the love of, of, of others or the love that we have for other people. Before we can ever really do that justice and, and give it the honor that it deserves and the power and the sincerity and the authenticity that it deserves, you can never love until you first be loved you can never really love until you first be loved I can remember or I say I can remember the reason I can remember is because this past week uh, my family and I all came together and we got out a, a bunch of movies old family movies on on the high eight video cassettes and a good friend of mine, a, a brother in Christ, uh, 
had the particular type of camera that, that we needed to see these movies in a digital format that we recorded years ago. And, and some of these movies, it was the first time that my son Brady had ever seen himself when he was two or three or four years of age. And we put those old movies in and we watched. And I, my goodness, God took me back in time this week. It was, it's been powerful to, to have the time to do that and to go back and to, to look and to remember. And it, remember, it reminded me of times with my children. And I saw all these times with my children. And it made me think of, of times or occasions when I would want to grab my kids. And I'm telling you, I wanted to reach into the TV screen and I wanted to grab those little, those little kids and I wanted to hug them and, 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 and have them back when they were little again. You, you tend to forget all the challenges and all the problems of raising children when you watch something on, on, a, on a video like that. And I can remember there'd be times I might grab one of my, my children when they were small and I'd just walk up behind them and I'd grab them and I'd reach them up and I'd, I'd grab them and I'd pull them up and I'd start to hug them. And they would just fight, and they would squirm, you know. And it's almost like they, they didn't understand what I was doing. Maybe because I was forceful. Maybe because, you know, I was strong, and I could just scoop them up. You know, maybe they were thinking, Dad's trying to hurt me, and get off me, and get away from me, and all this stuff. And it's almost like I can vividly remember time saying, Be still, and just let me love you. I'm hugging you. I am not harming you. And we understand that there can be a very confused or a confusing signal in that with a child. Is, is my mom, my dad trying to hurt me or trying to hug me and love me? There can be a confusing sig a signal in that, even in our world and our culture today. And, and I want you to know from the bottom of my heart, and, I, and I'm not going to speak on behalf of God. I dare not enter into that place and speak on behalf of God. But what I do know about God and what I know about His patience and His forbearance and what I know about His goodness, what I know about His grace we must stand today as if the cross has already happened and the resurrection has already happened. And I want you to know you're not being harmed by God. But God wants to hug you. He wants to love you. In the midst of this, you must be loved first. Love one another, even as Christ has loved you in spite of your sin, in spite of all your mistakes. He's loved you infinitely, and He loves the entire world. You've got to be loved. And embrace His love and accept His love. He's calling you to Himself. And yes, to come to, come to Him would, would mean to, to repent of your sin and to say, God, there is a better way. And it's the cross. 
And man, my goodness, when we begin to understand the love of God and His grace, then the hope of God comes flooding into our lives and the peace that follows. And then it's out of that, Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another even as I have loved you. So you love one another. And what's really fascinating about this teaching of Jesus and the words of Jesus here is, is Jesus said this, by this, by this, by this, by this, by this. Verse 35, by this, all men will know that you are my disciples. The world will know that you've been spending some time with Jesus. The world will know that you are a part of the beloved. I'm one of the beloved ones. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Not by all of this or by these means of technology. Or even the, the means of, of, of little things that we might could do. And, and those are meaningful and they are so special. And even this week, I, I found on, in my garage, I, I found, I meant to bring it today. And I'm so sorry I didn't bring it. I, I meant to bring a little card that one of my little buddies, Miles, here at church left for me and for Brady. And it just said, Brady and Brother Allen miss you something like that just can't wait to to see you again something along those lines and and oh my gosh it just it just melted my heart these these little things mean much but it's the love behind them that gives them the weight and the gravity by this by loving one another by being loved a part of the book be loved the world will know that you're mine, Jesus said. So I want to encourage you to love one another because of our Easter hope. The cross has happened. The resurrection has happened. It changed the world. Now let's start acting like it. And let's love one another by the standard by which we have been loved. And that's as Jesus loved us. It's agape. It's unconditional. It's not earned. It's given in spite of mistakes. Folks, let, let me share this with you. We, we don't love people because people are lovable. We love people because we've been loved by Christ. It is the same power through which we forgive people. Paul said, forgive others. 
as you have been forgiven all of your sin in Christ wiped away. The judgment for your sin fell on Christ. So you wouldn't have to bear that. So no, in spite of your problems today, as a believer in Jesus, you're not being punished for your sins. The hammer fell and it fell on Jesus. Embrace that. And love others. Again, not because they are lovable, but because you've been loved. Love others. And see how things will change. Watch how the tenor of social media will change. When you stop criticizing and you stop being negative, and, and there is so much of that out there, and people are plat- passing the blame and trying to blame this person or that person, and some people are even blaming God. Refuse to do that. And just start loving people. And see what God does with that. I want to encourage you this week to identify seven people that you are going to encourage, seven people you're going to love. But I'm not asking you to do this for one week. Seven people for the one week. I'm asking you to do this seven people every day this week. Text message, phone call, a card. Offer to go pick up groceries for them. Ask them if they have a need. Tell them that you're praying for them. You're thinking about them. Send them even something funny on social media that you saw a lot in their day. Just let somebody know that you are thinking about them and that you are showing them love because you've been loved by Christ and oh my goodness if you haven't accepted Christ into your life if you haven't repented of your sins and and, and accepted him into your heart and your life Jesus said he said I didn't come to judge the world he said I came that the world through me would be saved he's not about the business of destroying life he's about the business of giving life If you haven't accepted him, then be loved. And then out of that, let that wash over you. And then identify seven people every day this week that you will love on. Say, why seven people? Well, it reminds me of of the man that was talking with Jesus and he said, "How, How many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times? And Jesus said, no. Seven times, 70 times. Well, we have seven days in a week. And if you identify seven people to love on, 49 people can be touched by your life this week. The life of Christ flowing through your life. You have the ability in you as a believer. His spirit is in you. We don't have to pray him down. We don't have to call him down. He's in you as a believer. And let him love on other people through you. 
but not seven people on Sunday and then the same seven people on Monday. Seven different people every day this week. So who's your seven? In fact, that's a question you need to ask yourself every, every morning this week. Who's my seven? Who's my seven going to be today? Love one another as you've been loved. And you just watch and see how our Easter hope will change lives and change this world during this time. Cody's going to lead us in a time of response, and then he's going to pray us out today. God bless you uh, for being here with us this morning. give you all the honor and all the glory forever and ever. You're so good to us, Lord. And we worship you even now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the First Missionary Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. That's it for this week's teaching, but you can always find more on our website, firstmissionary.net. We'd also like to encourage you to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you benefited from this week's lesson, be sure to share it with your friends and family, then leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. Thanks again for listening, and God bless.